What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hey everyone, it's Rachel Silver Cohen from Unpolished Therapy. So you know what that means. We have ditched the couch, we have grabbed the mics, and we are breaking down all the unpolished wreckage on the corner of Audacity and Advice. Good morning, Dr. Boca. How are we today? Good morning, Rach. We are doing great. I don't know. I'm very excited to have fun. I feel like the last many episodes, we've been doing a deep dive into some really serious topics. And I just feel like sometimes you just have to have fun. So can you indulge me and let's have some fun? Absolutely. I'm so happy you said that too, because we have been taking some serious deep dives into the deep end of a lot of topics that, unpolished topics, of course, so that's fine. But like, my God, I'm glad we're on the same page. Yes. We need to kind of loosen up a little bit. We need to unbuckle our belts and we need to kind of just drive in the fast lane and just roll the windows down and just have a little fun, right? Yeah, let, let our a little bit of breathe. Yeah, let our hair blow in the wind and belt out some songs. But everybody knows, like, I'm not belting out any songs because that would make us lose all of our listeners. So I will be kind and not do that. But yes, a little bit of looseness. I'm going to keep my clothes on, though. Sorry to not be that unpolished for you. But again, trying to keep our audience. It's just better that way. So I don't really have any amazing topics. I don't know if you can pull one out of your unpolished ass or not, but I do think we should just have some fun. Okay. Well, girls just want to have fun, right? Yeah. I would say like, you know, and blondes have more fun, but I have to tell you something. (laughs) I'm like barely blonde these days. Okay. (laughs) I looked in the mirror the other day and I was like, I think I'm a brunette now. It's crazy. (laughs) I don't know if that's old age. I'm like, why, 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 why? Speaking of why, I just want to tell you something. I read a great article recently and I just thought it was interesting. I I know we're being light today, but it's from like a philosophical standpoint. It just intrigued me and it is something that I'm interested in. So I read this article about, I think it was either like at Harvard or one of the Ivies and it was a philosophy class. And the professor at the end of the semester, the question for the final exam, it was one word, Dr. Boca. The word was, ready? Uh Why? Oh, why not? Well, yeah. So there you go. One of the kids. Or because. Students. Or because. I said, can I just finish the the story? No, I I wanted to. Like inserting in your opinions here. Time out. You do it all the time. So duly give me my space. It is rude of me to it. But I got very excited because it's philosophy and I don't ever think that I could answer the philosophical questions. But anyway, I will contain myself. Okay. But can you imagine being in a course where your whole semester now rides on this final exam and you have the audacity, let's say, to answer the final exam question with the answer, why not? If the question was why, and then that person wrote, why not? And the person got an A, which I oh think my God. is phenomenal, right? Phenomenal, like, but... Ballsy, 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 right? I would not okay. do it, though. I would not have the balls to do it. Now, you, on the other hand, being the more audacious of the two of us, would you have done that? 
I don't know that I would have the courage to do that. But let me tell you this, as the article went on, another example of this philosophical question and answer and how people really are kind of thinking outside of the box is the question to another philosophy class final exam was, how do you define courage? Okay. Mm. And the student's response was, ready, drum roll. Like this. That was the answer. Like this. Turned it in. That was their definition of courage that they basically weren't even going to do the assignment. And they were going to be courageous enough to answer that question like that. And again, the student was given an A. So, wow. 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 Mm -hmm. Right. Kudos. Kudos both to the student, but also kudos to the professor. Because if you're going to put something out there that's kind of ballsy to begin with and make Mm -hmm. the kids shit in their pants, right, then stand by that and give them the credit for owning it and facing that challenge with courage and stepping up to the plate. So good for both of them. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. And then there was a third one that I thought was not necessarily the best of the batch, but just as interesting and intriguing to me, which was the philosophy question on the final exam was describe the chair in front of you. I guess the professor must have put a chair in front of the class. The student sat down. They opened up their, remember those like pamphlets or like those booklets that we had? Oh yeah, the blue books. We called them the the blue books. The blue books. I want kids these days are probably like blue books. Like I don't even think that exists anymore, but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Paper, we have to write the exam. Okay, Right, right. So the question was, describe the chair or talk about the chair. And the student's response was, ready? Drum roll again. What chair? Ooh. Kind of cool, right? Ooh. Because like, who's to say? To me, I put that in the category of if a tree fell in the woods and no one was there to hear it, did it really make a sound or not? So the perception or in this philosophy genre, I suppose... It's all describe about- the chair. Well, perception is reality. Well, yep. what chair? I mean, right. I mean, I see the chair. To me, that might be a table. That right. may be a stool. Or this might be the only time they're going to be reinforced for coming to school under some form of substance and it worked to their advantage and they truly don't see the chair. It's now an elephant. But oh my gosh, that is amazing. None of my professors ever were that courageous or that ballsy or whatever word it was to put an exam like that. And thank God, thank you to all my professors. You guys might have sucked sometimes, but at least you didn't go down that road. But kudos, kudos, kudos to these students who like, stood up and had the balls to respond back just as fiercely. Wow. But I must say, though, Rach, when you said, oh, my God, I have this article that I read, I'm thinking, oh, my God, any article that's about philosophy is not going to be lighthearted. And we're supposed to be doing something lighthearted. So it got me a little bit nervous. But that was actually in the realm of philosophical discussion. It was lighthearted and very creative. So I'll give you props for that. Okay, cool. Well, thank yeah. you. Why no, not, okay. right? Why not? Uh, here's what I did. So I took that why. And if we are being unpolished and we're really just sort of being fun today and lighthearted, I was kind of thinking like, what are the questions that I have where I just end up shaking my head saying why? Like, <laughs> why? Why does this happen? Why does that happen? How come this? How come that? So I thought today maybe we could just, in the spirit of just taking a deep breath and having a little bit of fun, I could ask you some of my unpolished why questions. 
Okay. Do you want me to collude? Or if I don't have it, do you want me to push back and kind of justify that why maybe from my perception? Like, what are you asking from me today, Rachel? I'm not sure. And I think that that's amazing. Let's just have a conversation. Maybe some of my whys, you're going to be like, you know what? I have no idea. You're right. Why? Why? Others, you may say, you know what? You're asking me why. I'm going to tell you why. Here's the answer. And then maybe I can check it off of my why list. And then it doesn't have to be a why anymore. It'll be a no, right? A K-N-O-W. Yes. Or because. Or a because. Or why not? Or how about just because I said so, (laughs) goddammit. How many of us growing up, we would, but why? But why? But mom, why? Dad, why? 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 And it was like, shut the fuck up. Why? Because I said so. That's why. Right. And that stopped us. And you know what? When I do that with my kids, it doesn't stop them. No, tell me why. Like, why did you just say because? Like, because why? And I'm just like, I would have never said that to my parents. I know. Or the whole like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there? (laughs) If you don't shut the fuck up, we're never going to be there because I'm stopping the car and I'm kicking you out. Right. You can walk. We are not there yet. And by the way, we all know that the iPhones and the music apps and all of that were developed by parents because they wanted to never have to hear that question again. And so, you know, that question may not even exist anymore. So I want to ask you a question and I want to know why. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why do people invite you to their home for a party? Mm -hmm. Okay. And when you get there, They have a no shoes policy. So you're forced to take your shoes off when you go to someone's house. Why? Don't invite me to your house if you have a germ issue or you're phobic about people bringing in things on the bottom of their feet. Invite me to a restaurant or a cafe or some other public forum, the park perhaps. Mm -hmm. But why would you invite me to your home and then have me take my shoes off? I don't know who you're hanging out with, but I've never had that experience because the person that would do that would never, ever have the party at their house. So that makes no sense. And I would just say, why are you friends with them? Okay, fair enough. That's, that's, a, that's my a opinion. good answer. Thank so basically you. on that one, you're agreeing with me. Why? Because yeah. they're nuts, right? Not, I mean, I wouldn't use that word because we as clinicians try not to use that word. Okay. Um, but if I'm going to be unpolished, yeah, they're fucking nuts. Okay, cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Why? Let me ask you another why. Sure. Why are water bottles these days be dazzled out with jewelry? Like what happened to the, yes, the good old fashioned water bottle that is pretty murky and disgusting anyway. And you find it in your kid's backpack and it's like, there's like a little bit of like swimming water on the bottom. (laughs) That's like the most disgusting thing ever. But that aside, I see, I guess mostly women, maybe there's some men out there too that are trying to become one with their bedazzled side of their personality. (laughs) But I see these like bejeweled, bedazzled water bottles that are all like sparkled out rhinestone. And I just, why? Why? So, okay, you're talking to the person who carries around an Evian bottle wherever I go, right? So I don't even comprehend what a water bottle that you could bedazzle unless Evian came out with a bedazzled plastic bottle, I would know from this. However, that being said, 
gross. And one would argue, why haven't they come up with better water bottles that are cleanable? Well, I don't know if that's a word, but like the shit that grows in those things is gross. And you're really not supposed to put them in the dishwasher is my understanding. But to get back to your question, the only thing that I can think of, and I could be totally wrong here, is that somebody, some stay-at-home mom, gotta be Dazzler, and thought that, oh, I'm going to start a business. And they gave it to a couple of their friends. And we all want to have the newest, trendiest thing. And therefore, it kind of grew. And it's going to like have the shelf life of three months, maybe a year tops. And then it's going to be on the top cabinet with all the other water bottles that our kids have had and our moms have had and we've all had and they're not going to have a lid and they're not going to have a straw and they're not going to have this and they're going to drip if we don't know what they go to and it's going to go back into the masses and we're eventually going to throw them away. So waste of money in my opinion. (laughs) Okay. I'm agreeing with you. It was the long and short of that one. Let me ask you this. Why are sizes of balloons something that's now in the repertoire of life. For instance, like when we used to celebrate a birthday, Mm -hmm. you'd go to the store and you buy a bunch of balloons and that was that and happy birthday. Now I see all these pictures of like balloon arcs and Mm -hmm. balloon themes and balloon this and balloon that and all these little like sizes of balloons, like the little bitty balloons, the baby balloons, the mid-sized balloons, the medium that... Like, Mm -hmm. when did balloon size become a thing when regular size balloons, like, that's not enough anymore? Now we have to have variant degrees of balloon sizes? I mean, if you could see my face, I'm sitting here going, I really don't have a good answer other than inclusion seems to be the word and buzzword of the last couple of years. Maybe all shapes we just and ha- sizes. All shapes and sizes. Allowed. We have to accept, you know, the diversity of the balloons. Okay. And maybe it just adds, and I, we'd have to ask somebody who does this for a living, but maybe it adds depth and dimension to the balloon thing. But I guess it's like anything else. You just have to have, like, it's a balloon. We've had balloons forever. You have like, to who... put a turn on it. You have to, like, but spin who... it on its head. But who all of a sudden woke up one morning, like the balloon gods that like for centuries, one size balloon was working beautifully. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden the balloon gods like got together when they had like their annual summit or their meeting. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you know what? Like we need to shake it up. Balloon people, balloon forum, balloon committee. (laughs) We have to grow. Different size balloons. And judge it up. Yeah, we have to grow or, in this case, shrink with the times. Okay. I guess. I don't know. I mean, look, they look pretty. I'm all about inclusion and accepting everything in its size and shape and form. And, you know, one could argue when the balloons got old, we started seeing those balloons inside a balloon or you saw like confetti inside a balloon. And so this was just like the next iteration, maybe. I don't know. That doesn't bother me. I mean, I don't have an answer, but it doesn't bother me. that it bothers me necessarily. I just say, why? Why did that become a thing when the day before it was a thing, it didn't even exist? So that's my why. I totally hear that. I don't have a good answer. We're going to have to get in touch with the balloon gods, I guess. All right, balloon people out there, call (laughs) us. Here's something that I'm a little conflicted on this why, because I know the answer to the why, but it just creates an additional why. Okay. Okay, so that's a lot of why you asked. There's a lot of why's here. Okay, let me get to the X and the Z part of it. 
So we're all supposed to, in today's world, be very conscious of what we put in our bodies, but we want to have the balance. There's a lot of these restaurants out there that have certain sections of the menu that are going to give us those healthy options versus the regular, so to speak, options. But why do you have to throw it in my face with the actual calorie count? That's what I thought you were going to refer to. No. Yeah. No. It really bothers me because what if it's the one day, okay, where I'm like, you know what? I'm trying to find balance in my life and I just want to order the pizza or I just want to have the extra glass of wine or I just want to, again, girls just want to have fun, right? Brunette, blondes, whatever color our hair is today. I just want to go into it free-spirited. But now... On the menu, it's staring at me Mm -hmm. and I have no choice but to sit there and start analyzing. Well, I really did want the flatbread, but the flatbread is 842 calories. But maybe if I got the vegetable plate, that's like, I don't want to sit and dissect the whole thing. And why? Well, I know we're trying to be better, but I feel as though putting the calories on the menu is only making it worse. So yeah, I'm aligned with you. I can argue both sides of this and I will just because why not, right? And if we're doing well anyway, exactly. So I think it's almost shaming to us because now we can't enjoy or people, not necessarily. Can't enjoy it. You can't enjoy it. enjoy it. it. So that's kind of on the one hand why it ruins it. But the real question here would be, why can we not allow you or whomever, myself included potentially, to not give a shit? And say, hey, you know, I'm here to have fun. So the number stares at me like, so what? It's like when someone voices their opinion to me and tries to shame me that way, I don't give a flying fuck. Like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do anyway. And so the issue comes back to why, Rachel, do you then sit there and play into the game? Like, just if you came here and it was going to be your cheat meal, just cheat. Whether the number's there or not, be like, hey, you can like flash lights at me and blink and honk and be this annoying thing that's going to distract me, but come hell or high water, I'm solid and, well, literally solid if you're going to eat all that shit, but I'm solid in my decision and I'm going to eat you and I'm going to enjoy every fucking bite. Blah, 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 blah. I hear you and I get it. It doesn't change the fact that the why is just so loud to me. I hear what you're saying. I totally get it. It bothers me. You know how a lot of times, like, let's say you're going out to a restaurant. I don't even know if they do this anymore. But like, if you're the host, mm-hmm. the other people in your party get the menu without the prices on it. Oh, yes, right. Yes, okay. And yep. only the host gets the one with the price. So you know, like how much everything costs. I want the old fashioned menu. Do mm-hmm. you have a copy of the menu that doesn't have the calorie, calorie. count? Because, because again, I would then be fine making that decision to be like, you know what? All bets are off. I'm having the cheeseburger. I want the French fries and I'm having the French fries. Can you please bring me a side of honey mustard? dressing so I can dip and this and that. And then I want the this and I want the that. And we've already blown the wide. So let me see a dessert menu. I don't want to now know how many numerical calories I put. It just ruins the whole thing. It ruins it. And I get it. I'm going to play both sides, right? You know, maybe there are some people who have no clue what their calorie count is. And for that one person, it helps them maybe make a smarter choice, but whatever. But I have a why to add to that why, even though you had a why to add to that why. Okay. (laughs) The why is why then? offer the dessert on the same menu because that's just offensive. You're trying to tell people, here's the calorie count. Be conscious of your calorie count. And by the way, when you're done, have a fucking piece of cheesecake that's going to blow the entire wad for the next six months because you've now had 3,428 calories in just the dessert. I just don't know. Why? Stupid. Stupid. 
we should check in with those restaurant people that are not like nutritiously oriented restaurants, you know, but like the big chains that do this and like mm-hmm. nothing on their menus under a thousand calories, even mm-hmm. with the green salad, right? And we should ask them like, what's your return on that investment? Like, how are people responding to this? Are they eating healthy or are you really just screwing yourself by doing this? To the listeners out there, I wonder what you guys think about some of these whys. And if you have an opinion, I know, again, we're being silly today. We're kind of just really decompressing from some of our heavier topics. But like, do you guys agree with like the size of the balloon thing? Like there's little titty balloons that it's just why, right? I want to know what you guys think about the rhinestone water bottles. And I really would like to know what your thoughts are on this caloric flashing light when you go to a restaurant and it's staring in your face that you're now going to be eating 3,000 calories in one bite of your mozzarella stick. Right. If you so choose to eat the mozzarella stick. Right. It's like, did I want to go out for dinner with my parents? No. I wanted to go out with my friends. I don't need to see them shaming me, right, for eating that thing that has too many calories. So I do think they are trying to manipulate it and induce some awareness, but it comes across as critical and shaming. Yeah. It's confusing and it really doesn't balance me out. If anything, it really gets me off kill. Speaking of calories, though, this is something, and we we don't want to get heavy on this, but it is a why that I have, because in the press recently, all I keep seeing, all I keep hearing is this brouhaha with Ozempic. Okay? Oh, yeah. Which, speaking of calories, mm-hmm. for the listeners out there that don't know, Ozempic is a drug that is predominantly used for Uh, patients who have diabetes, but somehow it's become this mainstream drug that non-diabetic individuals, I think women presumably for the most part, but maybe some men too, are are taking for weight loss. And it's Mm -hmm. created such a brouhaha for a couple of reasons. One, because that's not what it's intended for, but also because then the patients who actually really do need the drug for their own medical well-being, it's few and far between. And the drug, the the product itself is not available. Am I correct on that? Yeah, you're totally correct on it, but it's the same kind of idea as Adderall right? There are the people that actually need the Adderall, right? For ADHD or ADD, but people know that it can have other benefits like focus um, for college students or workers or whatever who need to be very focused. And then it's also potentially a, at least in the short term, a appetite suppressant. So people lose weight on that also. And then there's a shortage of that. So it's, you know, when Sudafed was in front of the counter and now it's like behind the counter and uh, the cough suppressants and all of that, it's the same kind of thing. You can get like a little bit of a high off of it. So people were doing it, even though that was not what it was intended for. And then you couldn't find it. So it's the same kind of apply and demand issue that's happening. And it does. It does have a weight loss, a significant weight loss. It also has a very hefty price to it because I was reading some articles on it. And if you're not going through insurance and it's not medically warranted, it's about $12,000. What's the dosage on that? Like that a month I don't know. supply? I, that I, know. It's, supply. It's, I think it was like a monthly or however many pills they give. So if they give 90 days and they do it in a three-month supply, I don't know how they distribute it, but it was very, very costly. So it's now become like an elite drug. Like only the famous people or the very affluent are even able to get it. And when I say get it, I mean, if they can find it, they are the only ones who can afford it. 
And that's my why, that somehow this has turned into now a designer news story, right? Mm -hmm. Between the people that are taking it, or even I should say the people that allegedly are taking it. And that's this media buzz. And maybe the buzz is what fuels even more of a buzz to the fact that we're even sitting here, you and I talking about it now, celebrities, people Mm -hmm. that we know in the press, so on and so forth. And even on a smaller scale relative to local, I've even heard of people in our neck of the woods. Sure. And that buzz of, if you know that this is bad too, because let's face it, what I've heard, the the other end of the spectrum, not just so much from how much it costs financially, but what it costs medically relative to if you're not taking it for the reasons that Mm -hmm. it was initially presented for. Once you go off of the drug, what you potentially face from the the negative aspect of it and the side effects is so grave and dire. It's like, why? Why Why would you test fate like that? Mm -hmm. Why would you put your body through such tumult to potentially put yourself in dire straits Mm -hmm. on the back end? Why? Yeah, and it's want that quick fix. People just think that they're immune to whatever the negative side effects are. From I mean, I'm asking you, you know, yeah, and and it's sad. No, it's it's sad, but you can look at any drug, right? Any street drug. Also, why would somebody for that quick high or those momentary hours, you know, for that momentary happiness or that zoning out or that ability to see things that they couldn't see if they weren't high? Why? You know, because the addiction and the side effects of withdrawing from those drugs or even having those drugs in your system can be, you know, you're playing Russian roulette. I mean, even pot these days with the fentanyl, as we've talked about, and the tragic severity of the deaths that are associated just that one time. Why? Why would you do that? Is it really worth that? And you don't even get like skinny necessarily, right? You get you know, your hair falls out, your skin looks terrible, you you can have heart attacks, you can have strokes, you can have horribly, horribly, horribly bad things can be happening to you, but we do it anyway, right? I mean, there's millions of people out there that are drug addicts. So I, mm-hmm. as much as we can say the why for the diabetes drug, we can say the why for literally any drug that produces some effect that changes our way of being, whether it's physically or emotionally. And I think that's really the bigger thing is what is the message that we're putting out into society that we would compromise our bodies, our minds, our health, our relationships just to have, whether it's a beautiful body, a beautiful look, or it's a momentary release from the stimulation or the chaos that's going on in the world. Yeah, it's a big why. And that is is something that we're not going to be able to answer the exam question with a one-word answer because it is multi-layered and there's a a lot of layers to that onion we'd have to peel back, which we are not doing today because A, this is not real therapy. B, we want to protect Dr. Bogus license. And C, we are just trying to make madness out of the mess of the questions of why and have a little fun today on the corner of audacity and advice. We are definitely not making madness out of the mess. We are making meaning (laughs) out of the mess. So why, Rachel, would you take such a great statement and just destroy it? Because I'm (laughs) unpolished. And as you guys can see out there, we are completely unscripted. (laughs) And listen, 
because sometimes we're just not as perfect as we like to think we are, i.e. Oh. me and what you've taught me in oh. all these 80-some-odd episodes. You don't um, which say. You don't say. I want to tell you what I do say, though, because I have a question about why, even though I am trying to let it roll off my back and not get as frustrated about this why, but I do have a why still when I go to my exercise classes and I'm in yoga and I'm trying to decompress and I'm trying to just be in the moment and be on the four quarters of my mat. I have two whys, okay? okay. The one why is why, if there's empty space next to me, Oh. Why does the person not see that empty space and move the fuck over? Why do you have to be up on my shit, in my stick, in my space? Move over, lady. Move over, man, with your fucking disgusting sweat all over. Move over. Why do people not see that empty space? It's, It's a coveted location. Move. I cannot even (laughs) remotely answer that because it is really one of my biggest pet peeves. It's kind of like, so there's half a room that's still available, but is it that you have to be in the same place every time? Or is it that you just like to encroach on people's boundaries? Or do you like when a woman's head goes into your crotch, man or woman, it does not matter. Do you like when we all bend over and our heads are literally up there, right? Why? I Why? don't get it, and it is so Thank you. annoying. So I hope you feel validated in that I one. do, because it just real. And if we're in that moment where we're not really supposed to be focused on anything else except ourselves, that is where I'm doing the work. Because it takes every ounce of energy for me not to like completely kink my neck, roll my eyes, look at the person like something seriously wrong with them, that they don't see what I see. Back to like the chair in the front of the room. Mm-hmm. Okay, the chair is not there. That means there's space for you. Move <laughs> over, Charlie. Okay. And have you ever said it? Because I hear you, you're in your Zen place and therefore you're not saying anything. But there's also a, a therapeutic moment before the class starts that might be cathartic for you to say, Would you mind? There's a little space over there. Is it possible for you just to shift a little bit? Because I've done that before and it feels sometimes good. Sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm so annoyed that mm-hmm. I kind of just, I'm playing a game with myself and I want to see how astute this person is going to be on if they even realize. Why? And maybe they'll just, do, I don't know why. I why don't are you, know. I, why? I don't know. I, I mean, why would I'm, you I, give them I, the benefit of the doubt? I don't know. <laughs> you know what else I asked why too? These, these are probably the same people who encroach on my space and don't yes. know enough to move over. They're the same people too who like, why do you have to jump ahead in the routine? Like we're oh. all on the left side. We're all doing our dumbbell press. We're all doing, but like, why do you have to do double time before we've gotten to the double time? Why do you have to do your own jazzercise dance routine? Go to your own class, teach your own class, move over, but you are now a distraction that you like, do you have to show everyone that, that like, do you have telepathy? Have you taught the class before and you know what's coming next? I, are you in your own lane and you don't care that we're all in a group setting here? Yes. Is that what's happening? It's any or all of the above, but my guess is more like they just don't give a shit about anybody else because if they did, they would have moved. It wasn't all about them and their personal space that didn't bother them. And they wouldn't be going ahead, if it, even if it's a different person and there's an ego here. And what do we learn when we are supposed to go into exercise classes, particularly a yoga-esque type of class? Like, put ego aside. They're, that's mm-hmm. the whole 
concept of this is we're supposed to be humble and we're supposed to take in the lessons and the teachings and the moments. And you know what, really? Those are the types of people, in my Mm -hmm. opinion, that know they're supposed to be exercising. Mm -hmm. They're the type A type of people who think that yoga is what they're supposed to do to have the meditative and all the things that I just said. But the truth is they can't stop long enough or put their ego aside to really understand what yoga is. So then yoga now is no longer a practice. Yoga is um, something that they conquer and they aren't really in it for the real reasons and the good intentions. So it's no, for them, it's noga. It's not right. yoga or it's yes. foga, fake, fake yoga. yoga. Yes. Right. So yes. let me ask you this. Are those the same people in your opinion? Because this is another this one is, of my whys. Right. Just okay. my opinion here. Again, just opinion. Yeah. This is not fact. We are generalizing big time in an unpolished way to boot. But Dr. Boca, I ask you, do you think in your unpolished opinion that these were the same kind of people that I would ask myself, why do you have to bring your $8,000 pocketbook into the hot yoga room or even the gym for that matter? Like, is that the appropriate outward wear bag, satchel, whatever for like, that's what you're taking to the gym? Why? I don't even have a response for that because who in their right fucking mind would take a bag like that into a hot, sweaty room or like wetness and do is going to get all over it and it's going to stink. Well, I'm wondering if maybe they are the same people that are doing their own dance routine, that are bringing their fancy pocketbooks into the room. And maybe that's why they're encroaching on my space because they need all the other space for their Birkin bag (laughs) next to it, right? Absolutely. And that has its own space. Right. But again, everything that you're saying is very them focused Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all about the image that they're putting out there. Like their shit don't stink. Quite literally, their shit do stink because you're in hot yoga. So your shit stinks. Everybody's shit stinks in there. But they just don't care. They are all about them. And again, it's the foga or the whatever other fakakamimi, noga, all of them, because they're not there for the true intention, for lack of a better word. Mm. So yeah, same people probably. And guess what? I couldn't even conceive of taking a bag like that into one of those rooms. Like shame on anybody who thinks that that is the poor bag. The, the poor, poor bag. bag. The, poor, <laughs> the bag. poor bag. The poor bag. The poor bag. Listen, I go to Starbucks, right? And I leave and my hair, my clothes, like smells like burnt coffee for the rest of the day. If I had a zillion dollar pocketbook, that poor bag, I would not want other people's sweaty stench. Like, yes to be like permeated through my crocodile eight zillion dollar bag. Yeah. Like I wouldn't leave my I wouldn't put my kid in there. I'm not putting my bag in there. Like treat it like a treat it like a kid. Um, right. I mean I speaking hey, of kids. Can I just say speaking of kids though, sure. why, oh why, oh why, oh why, oh why do we all I know it's not just me. I'm sure it's you, it's me, it's all of our listeners. Why can we never get it right? When we buy the fruit for our kids and then they don't eat it, but then the week you say, well, you know what? I had to throw it out, so I'm not buying the fruit, is the week that they say, oh my God, there's never any fruit in the house. Why, (laughs) why, 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 when it comes to food, is it so all or none? 
mom, there's never any food in this house. Mom, there's never any food. Well, there was last week, but I threw it all out because you didn't like anything that I had. So this week I'm not buying any food. Okay. You're going to have to fend for your own. And then you complain that there's no food in the house. Yeah. Why? Because kids are put in this world to just torture us, right? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Why did they always want us? They ignored us all day. And then the second you pick up the phone, they were right there asking you a billion questions and they still do that. You know, the answer to it is, hey guys, you want the cantaloupe that I just threw out? There is a food store down the street. Figure out a ride over there or pay for, call Instacart and you guys can pay for it. Like enough already. Eat the fucking food that I have in the house or don't complain. And when there's no food, blame it on yourself, not me. Except for eggs. Why? Why? We know why, but why are eggs so expensive? $18. Yeah, we're not having, we're not having eggs in this house anytime soon. No. The fruit, maybe I'll continue to buy the fruit. Okay, I'm going to go buy a fucking chicken. I know, right? Why I did they, here's a why? Here's a why? Why did the chicken cross the road to preserve her? He or she's eggs, eggs? Or hers? I guess only hers. I don't know that men are laying eggs these days, but hey, it's 2023. Anything, anything can happen, can happen. Right? <laughs> right? But yeah, seriously, like, or uh, okay, I'm gonna either get a chicken or we're not eating eggs. Like, I'm not spending $18 on eggs. And by the way, anyone who knows me knows that all I eat is eggs. I mean, eight eggs in the morning, maybe six at night. Like in one day, I could have a total of whatever that is, 14 eggs, and it would not at all be surprising. So for me, this is like everybody else's addiction to Starbucks, mm-hmm. minor to eggs. So my okay. bill is gonna be like. I'm going to have to start either selling my body or giving away bags. Or like, laying your own eggs, I guess, right? My, nobody wants these eggs. Trust me, right, no one wants right. them. Oh, my God. Boy, there's a lot of whys. I mean, a lot really of whys. A lot of whys. And things that can make your head spin, for sure. We could go on and on with the whys. But one other why I have um, while we're at it is why would anyone couple root beer and ice cream. Like, how did oh. a root beer float even become a thing that is so culturally known generation after generation after? There is nothing more disgusting to me than the pairing of root beer and ice cream. Why? Okay. I am so happy you said that. <laughs> and I'm going to, our listeners are going to be like, oh my God, Dr. Boca is so lame here. She doesn't know anybody. She doesn't know anything. She's, you know, she's whatever. She's never seen a bejeweled, you know, water cup, whatever. But root beer floats to me, like it literally looks like, oh, it looks like I can't even say it on. Like, I know on, what it looks air, like, it, right? Like yes. I can't even say on air yes, what it, it looks, looks like. It looks like liquid shit. It looks okay. like liquid <laughs> shit with like jizz in it, right? Yeah. When the, I, it's gross. There's and nothing attractive about nothing that. Nothing attractive about it. And the taste like ass, yep. right? So like you got me on this one. I don't okay. know why anyone would do it ever. And it should Listeners never out there. Done. If you guys like root beer floats, Sorry. please let us know why we just want to know why. Yeah. What's redeeming about it? Ugh. Nothing. Oh, gross. Nothing. Any gross. other whys? You got any other whys? I mean, why did we just do a whole podcast on why? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I now we're on the no, the, the N-O or the K-N-O-W. I don't know. We just wanted to be light and airy and fluffy and just sort of take the pressure off of the fact that we really have been shrinking brain cells a lot or actually maybe even enlarging them. I yeah. have really given so much thought to so many of our most recent topics and I love them. Don't get me wrong. 
Uh, don't get me wrong. As a matter of fact, there was one other why I have for you in keeping with with some heavy stuff, and, and it's probably a, a topic for another day. But Dr. Boca, I watched a documentary on a therapist and a patient. Oh, okay. I know exactly where you're going here. Yeah, keep going. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I kept finding myself asking the question, but why, but why, but why? Because what I found fascinating, and if you know what I'm talking about, I'm going to let you indulge our audience mm-hmm. and you'll tell them sure. the, the name and who's in it and so on and so forth. Oh, but my why, well, or, or I'll help you <laughs> or, you know, I'll help you. Okay. But I couldn't figure out the why between the dynamic of a patient and a doctor. Mm-hmm. It seems so boundaryless, if mm-hmm. you will, from what I have known to think the normal practice of patient, client, doctor, pa- you know, whatever yep. The, yep. Yep. the words you want to use are. It was Jonah Hill. Yes. Okay, yes. It's Schutz. Is, you know, and it's Schutz. Schutz. Exactly. So mm-hmm. Dr. Schutz is his long standing therapist for many, many years. They have a, a relationship together. And I'm highlighting the word relationship because I think that the documentary did get some criticism, even though it did get a lot of and rotten tomatoes and so on and so forth. I found it interesting that he would do a documentary on his therapist. But the why is I didn't know how it was even okay from the boundary standpoint Mm -hmm. that a doctor would allow a patient to become that entrenched in the doctor's world Mm -hmm. on a personal note. And I ask you why, if you know anything about this, if you want to speak to it, because I always say, if I have that question, maybe other people have seen the documentary too, and it perked their question of why. Okay. So watch the show. And I would like actually love to do a podcast on the show along with some other shows that I've since watched, you know, like one of our show shows. But if you want the answer now or my take on it and some explanation around it, I would love to. Or we can wait and answer that question after our audience and listeners have actually watched it. But, you know, either or, I'm happy to put my two cents in about it and explain why we saw some of this evolution in the show that feels very different from how other people conceive therapy to be, or we can let them watch it and then kind of dissect the whole show. So your call, Rach, but I understand that why, because it is very atraditional from the perspective of how therapists and patient usually interact. Mm. So you think about that, Rach. All right. If you think that we can do a whole podcast episode on it, then I can be patient and I can wait on my why. Are you going to encroach on my boundaries? I mean, I'm waiting on on the why. (laughs) No, but we can put it on the list. To the listeners out there, though, if you guys want to participate in this with us, you got to let us know. Maybe think about watching the documentary. It is on Netflix. It's Jonah Hill. The documentary is called Shuts, Mm -hmm. right? I think it's S for our listeners. S is in Sam, C H U T is in Tom. Oh, Z. Z is in Zebra, I believe. Right. Just look it up. It's Jonah Hill. He interviewed, it's a documentary. He and his therapist, who is Dr. Schutz, mm-hmm. right? That's how you pronounce it. I think. And it's fascinating for a lot of different reasons. Yes. And I do think that it would be kind of cool to break down that wreckage at some point. And I agree with you that why is definitely a why. And to our listeners, I found it very fascinating on many levels and had a lot of mixed feelings about the show, which is why I thought it would be beneficial when we do a show show, which I always love saying show show, we can dissect it. 
And there's two other ones that I think I would love to talk about if we're going to talk about a future show show that I haven't watched all of it. I have two more episodes, but I'm in the middle of Fleischman. Fleischman's in trouble. Yes. Fleischman's in trouble. Did you see that one? Yeah, I okay. did. So that one is quite interesting. And the other one that is also timely and quite interesting was the one with Doogie Hauser. Was it uncoupling? Is that what they called it? Uncoupling? Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Uncoupled. Yes. Uncoupling or uncoupled or... Yeah, one of those. So to our listeners, if you guys like those shows, haven't watched those shows, Rach, if you would indulge, because I think that could be a really great show. I think it hits on a lot of topics that, at least from a psychological perspective and where we are as a society, I think Mm -hmm. it's like the full gamut of issues that potentially come up. And I, I loved all of them and had reactions to all of them. So my answer to you on that would be, if you say like, so can we do an episode on those shows? I'm going to say, why not? Sure. I love this. We're we're really embracing this. I love it. We're really embracing the why. So, all right, listen, I think we've done enough of the whys. I think it's time to kind of move on, right? We'll continue the rest of our day. I appreciate the fact that we kind of just threw out a lot of why questions out there. Hopefully our listeners feel a little bit more comfortable with some of those answers, even though I do think in the grand scope of what we've talked about repeatedly on our Wednesdays is that sometimes just asking the questions is just as good, if not better than what some of those answers may be. But there's always questions to be asked. And hopefully on the corner of audacity and advice, this is a place where we can come together and we can continue to ask questions. We can make some meaning out of the madness. Today, the madness was why, right? Yeah. And if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, if you have whys that you want to know the answer to, you can always reach us at unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at unpolished therapy, Twitter, why, 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 why do we not have any presence there at all? I don't know, but I think we are there at untherapy. So if you want to reach out there, why not? Yeah, I think it's great. Different. Yeah. And I hope that at least if you guys had these questions along with Rachel's why, that you feel a little validated in some of those responses because sometimes we're not so alone. So I'm going to go on and dot my I's, cross my T's, and mind my P's and Q's. And this show is clearly sponsored by the LMNOP. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The Y and all the other letters of our alphabet. So, Rach, thank you for having fun with me today. I appreciated it. You stirred the juices of the whys in this world, and we just are going to leave shaking our head in disbelief We stirred the unpolished pot of whys today. So thanks for hanging out. We kept it really kind of light and fun, but sometimes we need that. And, you know, listen, we are not going to be able to solve all of the whys in one day. Rome wasn't built in a day. The whys aren't answered in one day. And this morning we just posed some of the unpolished questions of why. It was fun. I enjoyed it. So thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. And we'll see you next time on the corner of Audacity and Advice where our wheels and yours get spun upside down. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 
We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage. 